Podcast Answer Man, episode number 357. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, everyone. This is Jamie Tardy from EventualMillionaire.com, and you are listening to the man who is too humble to call himself our leader, our sage, our Jedi master, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world that we live in today, or if you've been doing this for many years, there's no, no matter what, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. Well, my friends, I am getting really excited. It is Thursday, May 15th, 2014, as I am recording this, and my wife and I are on a daily basis driving five miles uh, down the road to where our new home is being built, and we just are so excited about the progress that is being made. Uh, In fact, recently they have... Uh, turned the electric on inside the house. We have all of our lighting fixtures that we picked out uh, installed, all the light bulbs installed, all the switches and outlets have been put in. Uh, they just finished putting the uh, rock fixture or the, the the putting all the rock in around our fireplace. We have this awesome um, dry stack stone that goes around our fireplace. It looks amazing. Uh, they've already finished all the brick and the siding on the home, and there's a little bit of stone that goes on the front of the house that will be done by the end of this week. Our hardwood floors are finished. Uh, The house has already received two coats of paint. Everything is coming together very nicely, and, well, they told us that their completion date is June 15th. It is now May 15th. That's 30 days away. It's a month away from now. But in reality, I see that it could be sooner. So we're just waiting. Hopefully, we can get an exact date and uh, we'll we'll be ready to move into that new house. And I cannot wait to record another video blog post over at podcastanswerman.com slash blog. The last time I did a video walkthrough of the house, I had just pulled all the wiring and cabling for Ethernet and and uh, and our cable coax cables through the walls. And, uh, of course, the house looks a lot different now. And I'm just waiting till probably the carpet goes in. And once the carpet goes in, I'll probably sneak in and do another uh, video walkthrough before the furniture goes in. But it's exciting days for us. And uh, I will tell you that I'm a little bit nervous because I am getting ready to go into a studio space that is much bigger than the one I'm in now. And while I have ideas of what I want to do with certain aspects of that space... Um, I don't have all the details worked out about that. You know, obviously, we have gone through a great deal of expense in getting the house exactly the way we want it and the the shell of everything. But uh, the final color of what my studio will be is not fully determined. We have the really nice color that we chose, like the standard color that, that we chose for the whole house. But I have no doubt that, you know, 
some point within the future, I will change the color of the studio walls. I have an idea that I want to do. I want to create a little stage, a little um, platform, if you will, and put this very high quality, beautiful looking studio, broadcast studio, newsroom kind of desk up on that little platform. And I want to have a fancy background, a backdrop behind me that that looks in, that looks awe-inspiring, if you will. And I have ideas of what that looks like in my head. Have no idea how much it's going to cost to have that desk built. I have a couple desks that I've been looking at. I actually have one that I'll use as the the inspiration for that that area. But uh, I have no idea what it's going to cost to have something like that built and what it, how I'm going to do that background, whether or not I'm actually going to physically uh, do the backdrop and have, like let's just say, wood paneling or stone or a mixture of both affixed to the actual studio walls. Or if I'm going to do kind of like what some folks do in, in news studios or actually in theater where you have this kind of facade where you actually have, you know, these I could even do it on one by ones or you know, two by fours, I could just have a little stand that's a kind of a fake wall that's in front of the studio wall. I haven't determined all of that. And of course, there's, you know, getting the trusts for the lights on the ceiling and picking out what lights I'm going to do and the colorings and and all that good stuff and sound treatment. None of that's going to be done when I move in. <laughs> Those are the things that I'll be responsible for doing once I get in. And, um, Steve Kern is in my chat room. He says a green screen backdrop will be cool, uh, might be cool. And that's certain. I will have an actual area in my studio where I'll be able to, you know, kind of like the old uh, projector screens, you know, I'll be able to drop, you know, pull from the ceiling. I'll be able to pull down one of those really large, um, you know, sheets of green, you know, a green screen that will come down on one wall. That'll be on a, on an opposite studio wall. And I will be able to do green screen recording from that area and be able to key in whatever background that I want. But not for the TV set, not for the internet television set or or the broadcast desk where we'll continue to sh- uh, do our stuff from. And and of course now that you know I have this IKEA desk which is, you know, it's it's, it's a functional desk and stuff like that, but I have this really awesome new office space in that's attached to that you know it's open up to the studio and you know for a while and you know initially I'm just going to use this IKEA desk there but I'm thinking you know I'd like to get some nice office furniture to put kind of in that space and you know I'm thinking you know hey there's plenty of room you know in one area I could put a stand-up desk where would I put a stand-up desk one of those stand-up desks that I could actually move around to I'm thinking about things like you know, how, how my workspace and my computer setup, you know, I, I I've once visited uh, my friend Michael Hyatt down in his his home office and how he had his computer and he had his keyboard and everything sitting at his sitting desk. But then just in front of his sitting desk against the wall uh, of his office, he had a standing desk and it was exactly the same uh, computer, but what happened was he actually had a different um, Bluetooth keyboard and mouse, so he could control it from the keyboard and mouse that he had at his desk or the standing desk. And he had a an external monitor that was at his standing desk, and it was literally just a mirror. Uh, it was mirrored of what was happening on the other thing. And so, you know, I'm thinking, you know, am I maybe I'll do something like that to where I can either be standing up and work for a little while, or I could just sit down at my desk and work for a little while and go back and forth and um, 
you know, I'm thinking about different things like, you know, of course, I will have this. I, I do plan on doing an internet television show one of these days. I, I think I've mentioned that a couple times here for Podcast Answer Man. But I am thinking about an inter- inter- internet television show down the road. But, you know, I also do live broadcasting of the recording of Podcast Answer Man and Family from the Heart. And I'm imagining that even though the intention isn't to make those video podcasts, if you will, uh, the reality is, is if I do have this fantastic desk and this amazing, mind-blowing uh, backdrop with studio lighting, uh, why wouldn't I just go ahead and hit the record button and publish the the recording procedures of us uh, recording podcast Answer Man and Failing from the Heart into YouTube channels? So I, I probably will do that, but still, but I won't go the 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 Leo Laporte this week in tech route for podcast Answer Man or Family from the Heart, where we make it a video show. Uh, I, 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 what the difference there is, there are many times that if you listen to, if you subscribe to the audio of This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte, you often hear, for those of you who aren't hearing or aren't watching the video, what's going on is Alex Lindsay's got his green screen and they're keying in different things and it looks like he's in Washington and he looks better than us in the studio. Or, hey, Chad, do you have the over-the-camera angle? I want to show people this new application that's my pick of the week. And, you know, and, and you know, the fact is, is I love the fact that they're doing some of those things, and I like to see it. And for that reason, I am subscribed to the video of those podcasts. But a majority of the episode, I'm listening to it audio only. Thankfully, the Apple Podcasts app will allow you to, to stop the play or it will allow you to hit the helm button and it shuts down the video and then you just hit that little you know you drop the little or pull the bar up from the bottom and hit play and it starts the audio where you left off and you can listen to just the audio of video podcast and I listened to just the audio of this week in tech and MacBreak weekly from Leo Laporte's network but I find myself constantly <clears throat> excuse me constantly uh, attempted to and, and enticed to turn the video on to see what it is that they're talking about because they're actually showing something. And I, I, here's the deal. I want to avoid doing that with Podcast Answer Man. I don't want this podcast to be a video podcast. Although, once I'm in a new studio space and I have the nice backdrop, something that's a little bit more appealing than what I've got going on right here right now, I, I love the fact that right now I have a great chat room uh, full of people who are broad, or who are watching me as I'm broadcasting this live this very moment. I do love that. And they see, you know, they're watching me live via Ustream and I have the ability to record what they're seeing, but it's fine for a behind the scenes look, but it's not something that I want to produce or publish the recording of and out to my YouTube channel for whatever reason. Uh, But I think that if I had a nice studio set up, the right camera placement, the right lighting and the background, something that looks a little bit better, then sure, I will go ahead and publish those. Those are some of my thoughts. But here's the deal. When I get into the new studio space, I have no idea how long it's going to be before I have that studio set up in the side. And so Stephanie and I are talking about open house. You know, are we going to have an open house? Well, actually, it's not are we. It's like, when are we going to have an open house? And, you know, and is the studio going to be ready? You know, the rest of the house, I think, will be ready. We've, you know, we've, We've got things looking pretty well in the house. We've purchased a lot of furniture, but you know, is the studio going to be anything other than this massive space 
with an IKEA desk and and that's pretty much it for right now. Uh, how quickly will I be in there? Uh, how quickly will I have that new setup of lighting and and the the actual physical set, if you will, the studio setup? Um, yeah. So so those are so those are just some things on the top of my mind. So I just I just thought I'd share that with you. And uh, the rest of the show today is going to be questions uh, from you from the voicemail feedback hotline. I'm almost, believe it or not, if I if I were to do nothing but uh, answering three to five questions from the voicemail feedback hotline, if I were to do that for the next three to four weeks, which I probably won't, but if I did, I would actually get caught up to where I've answered all the questions that I'm going to answer for Podcast Answer Man. Please understand this. I, and the folks who are watching live right now that were here since one o'clock, they know uh, that I don't always play every question that's called into Podcast Answer Man. Some of them are just questions that are too complex for me to go into in Podcast Answer Man that are just so detailed to exactly what your situation is. And it's not something that that most people deal with. Uh, there are some people who just have a very difficult time getting to the point and you get, you get into three and a half minutes. And and really, that's a could be a mini podcast of its own. Um, and some, there's some questions. It's just like, you know, what, I just don't feel like addressing that one. It, it's a great question. I have no doubt that other people like it. It's just one. I'm just not feeling it right now. And sometimes I leave those until later. And maybe I come back another time and say, OK, I'm ready to cover that one right now. I feel feel led to do it. But whatever the case may be, if you would like to submit your question for Podcast Answer Man, the one thing I will tell you is that I don't take these in the order that they come in. So, um, you know, there's a good chance that if you leave a message, um, I would say it's a there are there are three things that might happen. Number one, I might play it right away. Uh, number two, I might play it two or three months from now. Or number three, I may never play it. It's it's and it's it literally is. Um, you know, it, it's your chances are the same. Pretty much, um, no matter what, what you do. Actually, there are a couple things I can tell you. Number one, if your if your question is about a minute, right about a minute or less, it's more likely to get in. If you just say quickly, "Hey, this is so and so from such and such podcast, and this is for Podcast Answer Man." My question is, and then say your question and 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 move on. Those almost always get in uh, a lot better, depending on what the question is and whether or not. I want to cover it here on Podcast Answer Man. So anyway, I'm doing something I haven't done in a long time, and I'm asking you guys for more uh, of your listener questions here on Podcast Answer Man. If you want to leave me a message, go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash feedback. And on the page, you'll see that you have three different options. You can call in. Your voicemail at, uh, you can just do it via voicemail, 859-795-4067. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you're a podcaster, chances are you probably have all the things you need to record an audio recording of your file. And if it's about a minute uh, to a minute and a half, then go ahead and send it to me as either a high quality MP3 file. As long as it's only about a minute or a minute and a half, if you want to send it as a WAV file, you can. But anyway, you could send that to feedback at podcastanswerman.com. And then the third way is I have the SpeakPipe uh, widget on my page. I don't have it in the sidebar like a lot of other podcasters do. But if you go to podcastanswerman.com 
slash feedback, there is a little button there that you can click to start recording. And if you have any kind of microphone uh, attached to your computer, it will allow you to leave the feedback that way. So anyway, I would love to hear from you guys. If you have some questions, I would uh, love to consider them for future episodes. Now, with that being said, I am going to turn to the first caller of this week, and this is for from Wayne. So Wayne, take it away. Hi, Cliff. My name is Wayne. I'm calling from Cape Town in South Africa. And my question to you is... I spend a lot of time on Amazon.com because books that are in e-format are much cheaper than mailing across the world to Africa. And I found that there isn't much on podcasting. There are books up to six years old, 2008 publish, publication dates like uh, Podcasting for Dummies, that sort of big, thick book. But since then, there doesn't seem to have been anything. Is this a, a problem in the industry? Are they not seeing podcasting as something that is vital interesting or is it the author's just not writing about it so that's my question uh, why aren't we seeing those big volumes on podcasting thanks very much and greetings from here in cape town south africa wayne i think it's uh, for the same reason as that you don't see a ton of podcasters out there writing very long prolific blog posts there are certainly some uh there are some exceptions to that rule but the fact is is that we podcasters prefer to talk over type, um, you know, for I, I, I guess overall. Anyway, the reality is, is that I, I'm the type of person, I don't mind writing if I'm really passionate about something, but the reality is, is, you know, I have plenty of things that I could say about podcasting, but the, the fact is, is that anything that would be technical in nature, by the time I would finish the project of writing whatever it is I want to write, unless I just kind of through something together in one or two weeks, um, then anything that would be substantial as far as helping people with the technical side of podcasting, it would um, it would it would not be applicable three months or six months down the road. I know this because I create a lot of video tutorials, and sometimes those things, uh, you know, there'll be a change to software, and as soon as I create an update for it the next thing you know there's there's something else that has changed that needs to be fixed and i'm sure if you have um purchased some of those books uh from back then the the reality is is that those books from 2005 2006 2007 they're horrible as far as the content inside now is there some stuff that can be carried through to today yes but is there enough of uh, bad information in those books now they weren't. It wasn't bad information back then. Sometimes it was. It was the best thing we knew about at the time. But there is some information, one or two, or maybe three or four, even a lot of things in those books today. That if people just read them and said, "This is what it says to do. This is what I'm going to do," well, guess what? Some things have changed since then, and a whole lot of better things have come along. And the some of those things that people wrote if you asked them today they would actually if you asked them if you did a podcast interview with them and said hey you know is there anything that you did back then that you wish you would have never done that you consider to be a major uh, mistake to be avoided well some of those things are the things that were prescribed in some of those books and guess what some of those things that you you know, one of the things that I do not recommend people do is go back and listen to the first 100 episodes of Podcast Answer Man. 
with the exception of just in comparing how I sounded back in my first 100 episodes compared to how I sound today and how I publish my show today, just to see what kind of progress I've made over the years and how I answer questions and the way that I communicate has changed. And there are some nuggets back then, some things that if you were to listen to, it's very obvious that you know this is still applicable life principle, business principle, success principle, communication skill, Whatever the case may be, there's a, there's some valuable stuff back in those archives, but there's some all there are also some things that back at the time I prescribed as being the thing you should do. That today I will tell you that oh my gosh, don't do that. Um, boy, did I learn the hard way. So kind of keep that in mind, and that's 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 the reason why I have not written a book. Now, you know, the thing is, is that um, the I think probably the most recent book that anybody's done on podcasting, and it's just an ebook, um, and it, and it's from John Lee Dumas. He did one on podcast launch where he shared his principles for how he launched his podcast. Which, you know, there I have nothing against any of that except to say that I have a much different mindset. Uh, when it comes to the launch of a podcast, then then what that book will probably portray. In all fairness, um, I have not yet read that book. I'm not I'm not a person who really likes or enjoys reading very much at all. Although I will tell you that my life uh, is drastically better today as a result of the of the books that I have made a decision to commit to reading, such as uh, books that I talked about probably two or three episodes back. In fact, let me get that for you because some of you will want to know. It's like, what what, what books is Cliff reading? And uh, I get that question a lot. And I think I have it under book recommendations here in my tag cloud. It was episode 354. So if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash 354, you will see the books that have been the most influential in my life. And it's not a ton of books. But they're books that I spent a lot of time reading. And not necessarily because I'm a slow reader, although I am, but because I took a lot of time to really soak that material in. And so I I, I don't like to read a blog post that's more than a paragraph or two. And uh, even that, it's, it's you have to really have a convincing reason for me to read a blog post that is one or two paragraphs. Um, I... And 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 I if there, if the book isn't something that's going to radically change my life, then probably I'm not going to read it. So it's it's nothing against that book particularly. But if you want to see John Lee Dumas's book on podcast launch, you can find a link to that at podcastanswerman.com/launchbook. L a u n c h b o o k. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com/launchbook. Before I go into my next question. Uh, from Chad, I want to just explain real quickly. I don't, I doubt that you're hearing very much uh, from the outside world, outside of my current studio that I'm sitting in. I do have the window open all the way today, and there's a little bit of birds tweeting out there. And uh, every now and then, I hear the dog next door bark. So I don't, I, I don't think any of that's come through. But if it has, that's what you've been hearing. Anyway, let's move on to Chad, who has a question about getting uh, more feedback from his community or from his audience and and creating more of a community around a show. So, Chad, take it away. Hey, Cliff, it's Chad calling from chadeddy.com and Remember the Gospel podcast. 
my question for this week is about building community. I have tried and tried and tried to get people to respond, send feedback, send email, send um, voicemail, send any kind of response t- uh, back to me from my podcast because I would like to make it a more conversational kind of podcast. But you know what? Nobody has. I've had maybe one or two people comment on my Facebook page, but that is it. And I've done 23 episodes now of my podcast. Um, I'd just like to know if you have any tips other than reading out uh, people's feedback or, you know, playing the feedback on the show because I plan on doing that. I just need to get the feedback to do that uh, with. So um, do you have any tips on how to get people really to respond and interact with the show. Thanks a lot, Cliff, for what you're doing, and I'll talk to you later. All right, Chad. So here's my thoughts on this one. Great question. It comes up quite a bit, and when I had the podcast mastermind, I will tell you this is the one thing that podcasters probably communicated more than anything else is one of their greatest desires for their shows is how do I... uh, how do I get people to provide more feedback, to to respond to the show or the things that I talk about more frequently? They wanted to build community around their podcast. So I will share with you a couple of things. First and foremost, you're at 23 episodes and it is not uncommon for you to have you know, that many episodes and have little feedback, a very few pieces of feedback. In fact, it's very common for a majority of podcasters out there to not have a lot of feedback, even if they're asking for it all the time. Now, I'll get to that in just a little bit. However, I just want to let you know that what you're facing, you are not alone and it's not just you. It's not just your show. The reality is, is that a couple things. First and foremost, the podcast is made in such a way that people will typically be listening to you when it is inconvenient for them to leave you a comment on your blog. It's inconvenient for them to send you an email. It's even inconvenient for them to stop what they're doing. Remember those phone number digits that you give them, 859-795-4067, Even though you have spent time memorizing the feedback hotline number, the reality is is that they don't have your phone number uh, memorized. And even if they really did want to leave you feedback for your show, it is incredibly, incredibly inconvenient for them to do so. So I want you to keep that in mind. It is incredibly inconvenient for your audience to provide you any feedback in any way, shape, or form. Because of the nature of podcasting, it is something that they can do what they want, or they can listen to what they want, when they want, where they want. So a majority of folks are driving in their car. They're they're on an airplane in air, well, yeah, on airplane mode or with Wi-Fi only now. Um they're, you know, jogging, they're walking the dog, they're doing all these different things, they're washing the dishes, they're doing all kinds, they're out for a very long walk and they don't want to be interrupted by trying to call you while they're doing those things. And and some of them, Chad, will want to respond to you. They have a desire to do so. Their greatest intention is 
to fulfill your call to action by leaving you a comment on your website when they get back to the office or to their house. They they want to pick up the phone as soon as they get the chance to do so and, and they've caught their breath or whatever. But the reality is, is by the time they are in a place where it would be convenient for them to then do so, it it's not on their mind anymore. It's just how we podcast consumers are. So here's the deal. It, it, it's incredibly inconvenient for you to go to my website and go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and click on the, speed, the, the feedback button. So one of the things that I'll ask you, Chad, is to think, why did I do that? Why do I go to his website? What is it about the, what is it about Cliff and his show that has caused me to go and leave feedback and questions for his podcast? What is it? You know, and of course, then, you know, some of it may be your personality. You may be more a personality style that is more likely to want to do that. For example, you have a podcast and therefore, you know, you're probably more okay with people hearing your voice. That's the other thing. Not only is it incredibly inconvenient for people to leave us feedback, but it's also a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety, a performance anxiety involved with this. It's like, hey, you know, people are going to hear my voice. Are, are they going to like me? Are, will I sound funny? I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't want to hear my voice on their podcast. There are a lot of people out there who very much would love to provide you audio feedback, but are they going to do it? Um, those people would probably be more likely if they wanted to provide you feedback to do so by writing an email uh, or, you know, and, and some of those people are, thank you for shutting the door that loud. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So anyway, uh, where was I? My, my kids just got home from school. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, you know, some people are, you know, same thing, you know, to leave you a comment on your blog post, to leave you a uh, a comment on your Facebook page. To them, you know, it's one thing to send you something privately, but to put it out there publicly on your public profile or your website, you know, how is that going to be taken and what will other people think when they read that? So maybe they'll prefer to send you something privately. So where so basically here's where I'm coming from. You know, it, it, understand that it's going to take time. Now I'm looking in my chat room and B- Byron's in the chat room and he says religion, you know, being that you have a faith-based podcast, is he says it's going to be a tough nut to crack. And that also could, you know, it, you know, what kind of questions or feedback are they going to provide? What are you asking them to give? And does that increase the level of anxiety? So, okay, so keeping all of that in mind and understanding that this is not an easy thing we're asking people to do for many reasons, keeping that in mind, I want you to to, have a couple of thoughts related to what you said. First of all, you said, I've had maybe one or two people comment on my Facebook page, but that is it. Well, hold on. Wait a second. Don't don't say that. You, you prior to saying I've had one or two people leave feedback on my or comment on my Facebook page. Prior to saying that statement and then saying, "But that is it." Prior to that, 
one or two sentences prior to that, you said, nobody, it's never happened. Nobody's ever left me anything. Well, I want to tell you that if I were one of the one or two people who have left you feedback on your Facebook page, I would feel pretty offended with those words. So I want to encourage you to understand the value of that first one or two people who have left you feedback on your Facebook page. That's a huge thing. Um, it's just the same thing that I always say about, you know, your first subscriber, you know, your first 10 subscribers, your first 100 subscribers. These are things to celebrate. So, you know, the it's like the question isn't how do I get more people to do this? The, the question is, wow, I've been so blessed to have this and and I'm so much enjoying this and it's so enjoyable for them. How can we do this so that more people will add to this joy that, that I have and how can I add so much joy to other people? So the question is, what have you done with the one or two that have provided you a comment on your Facebook fan page? This is a technique that unfortunately I'm no longer able to to engage with very much. I, I do this every now and then today, but um, I unfortunately am at a place today where I get more stuff in my email inbox and all these other places than I can even handle, although I, I attempt to to do so. So here's here's the technique. And every every response with a, with a question mark. As long as you want to engage your audience and build a community, build a relationship with these people, instead of you know clicking the like button on their comment, instead of saying thanks, period, or I am so honored that you listen to my show and that you're enjoying it, thank you for letting me know, period, or anything else that you say, whatever statement, whatever comment, whatever response that you get, Instead of ending that response with a period, end it with a question mark instead. So, for example, if somebody says, hey, Cliff, I just want to let you know I really enjoyed listening to episode 355. It was extremely long, but I really did enjoy how you shared what your thoughts were related to Spencer's post. Well, right now, because of where I'm at, I would say, wow, I'm completely honored and humbled about the fact that you spent two hours of your life listening to my thoughts on this. Thank you for letting me know, period. That's how I would respond. <clears throat> However, if I were in the early days of Podcast Answer Man, I was in, let's just say, the first 25 or 50 episodes of Podcast Answer Man, and I wasn't getting a ton of feedback, and I wanted to build a community around this, and I wanted to build some more relationships and 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 include more people's voice in my show, then what I would do is instead of saying that, I would say, wow, I'm in, I'm completely humbled and honored that you spent two hours of your life listening to the, the things that I had to say about that. Um, I certainly didn't expect anyone to do that. Can you tell me what was your favorite thing? Or can can you tell me, is there anything specifically about what I shared that you could relate with? Question mark. So I'm so the I'm not responding with a period. I'm responding with a question. And so what happens is in the next episode of Podcast Answerman, if I wanted to, I could say, hey, uh, Chad left a comment on my site for episode 355. And last week he said this. So that prompted me to ask him about, you know, has any of this 
you know, you know, peaked anything or did it spark anything within you that you kind of resonate with? And you're not going to believe this story that Chad told me. And then, boom, next thing you know, Chad and I are having a conversation. You guys, we're having a conversation here. Back and forth via email, we're taking our relationship to the next level. And I'm having more and more of this shared inside of the inside of the show. So, yeah. And, and you said, is there anything you can do beyond reading these things in your show? Well, what's wrong with reading them? Feel free to read those comments uh, in your show, as long as they're made public, you know, if they're if they're a public comment on your blog, by all means, read the public comment. And, you know, of course, I prefer to to uh, play people's audio in my show. And, and I have the privilege of of kind of requiring that in most cases, because I do get so much re- response to the show. Uh, but in the early days, that wasn't always the case. And so therefore, I did a lot of reading. Um, but yeah, so certainly there's, and so there is, and every response to every piece of feedback with a question mark instead of a period, and that carries the conversation on. They're almost always going to, to respond to you if you ask them a question. And by the way, it's not too late for you to do that on those one or two people on your Facebook page. You can still go back and search for those comments and ask them questions. And even if you did have a little bit of dialogue before, find out what that dialogue was and get an update. Ask them new questions. Uh, so engage with people. Understand it is it the burden of getting people involved and feeling welcome in our community. It is it is the burden is for us to invite them. The invitation has to come from us. So keep that in mind as well. Now, uh, the so you can certainly read people's comments off of the Facebook page and and bring that into your show. One of the things you can do is say, hey, just want to let you know, I talked about you in this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man. In fact, I read your comment and I even had some more time to think about what you had to say. If you're interested, go and have a listen. And if you have any questions or feedback, let me know. So that's another thing that you could do there. Um, the other thing is, uh, let's see here, uh, start off by mentioning uh, people who publish things publicly even if they're not related to your show, uh, you can read them and then respond to them in your show. So here's a here's a perfect example for you. Spencer Hawes, all right? He is the guy who is over at nichepursuits.com. He, in, in episode 355, Spencer did not write an email to me or he did not come to my blog post and say anything to me, but he wrote a blog post on his website and in his blog post, he did actually mention me by name and mention two other people. But what happened was other people said, hey, Cliff, did you see this blog post titled Why You Should Not Launch a Podcast? And he even mentions your name in it. And so, of course, I went over and read it. And what did I do? I did not spend a lot of time writing to him on his blog post. But instead, I went came to my podcast. I read his entire post and I, I responded to it. Now, do you have to go that deep? Into it? Absolutely not. But you can go and, and just find the people that you're connecting to in your niche. You know, the people that, that you the people who you are following on Twitter and and whether they're following you back or not doesn't really matter at this point. But look at the some of the things, some of the public comments or commentary or information people are linking to. And if you follow that information, you see something that sparks your interest, talk about it in your show. And then 
say, hey, Chad Eddy on Twitter said this, and he gave a link to an article, and here's what I thought as soon as I saw that tweet, and then I read the article, and here's an overview of what that article says. And so that helped me get a little bit more of an understanding of what Chad was talking about. And here's why I totally agree with Chad about what he said in his tweet. Or here's why I totally disagree with Chad and what he said about his tweet. And then afterwards, I could say, hey, Chad, just want to let you know, the other day you said this on Twitter, and I decided to turn that into a topic, and I mentioned you in great detail in my podcast episode. Here's a link to it. And who knows, Chad might listen to it and he might respond to it. Just like in episode 356 of Podcast Answer Man, I told you that Spencer had listened to my entire episode where I did that and he went and did a follow-up blog post, a follow-up email newsletter, and he has since put out a new episode of his podcast and mentioned my name several times in it. So, and we've had some email communication back and forth. So that's how I got him involved in that by taking something that he's reported somewhere else publicly. It wasn't necessarily for my show, but I made it a part of my show and brought him in. I drew him into the conversation by taking something he said and bringing it into my show and giving my response or commentary. Um, the other thing is, and, and by the way, there, somebody did something similar to this, and some of this, I, I, I'll be honest with you, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way just a little bit. But anyway, the other day, yesterday, I was driving from Nashville to back home, uh, and normally about a four and a half hour drive. It took me about six hours due to traffic yesterday. But it's no problem. I I love that drive going back and forth to Nashville because I get an opportunity to listen to a ton of podcasts. Anyway, so on Twitter, this guy named J.P. Stone Street, all right, Uh, J.P. Stone Street sent out a tweet and it says, at John Lee Dumas and I talk about how amazing Cliff Ravenscraft at GSPN is in this S-E-E-P pod or S-E-E podcast, hashtag podcast, hashtag entrepreneur, and then the link back to that podcast episode. So, you know, obviously, you know, I'm thinking, okay, did they really have an an episode where the two of them got together and for an extended period of time talked about how amazing I am? I, whatever, I don't know. But did it pique my interest? Absolutely it did. it, it, It did pique my interest. Now, I will tell you this, as soon as, Soon as I saw that, I went to JP Stone Street and I see that right back to back. It says at G at John Lee Dumas and I talk about how amazing Pat Flynn is at Pat Flynn is in this blah 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 episode. So it was exactly the same thing. So basically, what happened was JP Stone Street or his you know assistants or whatever basically took anybody and everybody who was mentioned anywhere within that interview and and did this tweet. Now, here's the deal. I, I, I clicked through and I listened because it said, you know, hey, you know, the, we, we talked about how awesome Cliff Ravenscraft is. And I'm like, okay, I'd, I'd like to know what they think is awesome about Cliff Ravenscraft. Now, I will tell you that if you're going to, if you're going to do things like that, I would recommend that your tweet that draws the attention of the people that you're at mentioning, make sure it's accurate. 
because this one, I think, to be honest with you, with you, is just link bait. Well, obviously, it was link bait. There's nothing wrong with link bait, by the way, which is where you put a link in and you're trying to bait people to kind of grab on and come through, click on the link and listen, right? There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's what we want to happen in many cases. However, I listened to the entire episode. By the way, J.P. Stone Street, great interview with John Lee Dumas. I enjoyed the interview I didn't hear anything new, however, that I hadn't heard in the other, you know, 20 or so times that I've heard John Lee Dumas interviewed, but that's okay. I still enjoyed it. I was driving home. I had plenty of time to listen and thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. What I can tell you, though, is that John Lee Dumas and J.P. Stone Street did not have a conversation about how amazing Cliff Ravenscraft is. Totally false advertising. But it did get me to click the link to the episode. What did happen, though, they mentioned my name one time. <laughs> and, and, you know, or maybe maybe it happened twice. But, you know, John simply said, I joined Cliff Ravenscraft Podcast Mastermind Organization. And I was a part of that. And, and my name wasn't mentioned beyond that. And, and that's not a big deal. Uh, but there was certainly no there was no conversation about how amazing I am. And that's no big deal either. I'm not offended that that when my name came up that they didn't go on for five or ten minutes talking about how amazing was I was. But what I was a little bit hurt by was the fact that I was drawn in to click on this episode to hear how somebody was talking about how amazing I was. And there wasn't even a sentence about how amazing I was. <laughs> that it's, just, it's like I, I wonder what they had to say about me. And, well, I was just a detail of one part of you know, of John's journey, which is cool. And, I, and I'm and i very honored to be a part of that. But what I'm saying is that what J.P. Stone Street did certainly got me to click through and to listen. And so you can do the same thing. But just make sure if you're going to actually say, I went into detail to talk about you and something you said or how amazing you are or how I totally agree with or disagree with something you said and stuff like that. Make sure that you're make sure that it's more than just a passing mention. You know, if you're going to bring somebody in, make it worth their while to or at least make make sure it would be. I Here's the thing. I would have been much better off. And if it says at John Lee Dumas and I talk about his journey and uh, we in the interview, we mentioned at GSPN, a.k.a. Cliff Ravenscraft or whatever, you know, in this episode, we mentioned Cliff Ravenscraft. That that would have still drawn me in, and it would have been more accurate to what they said. But you know, just just watch how you say things. And I hope you guys understand. I'm not upset that they didn't talk about how amazing I was. I just I'm more upset about the fact that they said that they talked about how amazing I was, and that it was it was just there as a strategic way to get people to click on the link to listen to your show. But it worked. And now I've even made it even more evident of how important something like that and how valuable something like that can be. Because guess how many people now have now heard of J.P. Stone Street? There you go. So anyway, that's something else that you could do. And uh, the last thing, Chad, I will share with you is, you know, work on your call to action. You know, one thing you didn't tell me is whether or not you're asking people to leave you feedback and what kind of feedback. So one thing, you know, some people will say, you know, well, hey, if you have, and, and I do this because to be honest with you, I'm, I, you know, I get a ton of feedback and so I don't, I'm not trying to get more, but, you know, sometimes understand that when I say, hey guys, if you want to see the show notes or if you have any questions or comments, 
head on over to podcastanswerman.com slash 357. Well, guess what? That's a really cruddy call to action. And in a way, maybe I should feel bad for um, giving that to you guys every week as an example. Now, here's the deal. Do I love it when you guys leave me a comment on my show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 357 for this episode? Yes, I do. And the more that come in, the the greater I feel. It, it, it boosts my my emotional self-worth, blah, blah, blah. And although I feel pretty worthy now, uh, without with or without your comments on my blog post, but there's still something that says, wow, that one, that episode generated 30 or 60 or 80 different comments. Uh, I, I, I still kind of get a I get a kick out of that. So I like it, but I don't need it like I like I once did. And so I don't do a lot of things to drive that kind of reaction to my show. Uh, and when it happens, I, I get really thrilled about it. But if I really wanted to see more comments, I'm like, Okay, guys, this is what I want you to do. So today, I talked about what my, uh, how I go about building community. But here's what I want to hear from you. Have you ever called into uh, the voicemail feedback hotline? Have you ever left a, a comment on somebody's show notes for a podcast episode, even though it was inconvenient for you? If you have, please go to podcastanswerman.com slash 357 and tell me why you felt compelled to do it. What was it that that podcaster had done for you or what was it that that just got you so worked up that you were willing to, to do uh, that? You know, t- please let me know. So one of the things, instead of saying, if you have any comments or feedback, go to my show, ask them a specific question. Give them detailed instructions of what it is you're looking for from them. That's one way you can help it and make it easier for them. The other thing is, is you can say things that tick people off. <laughs> if you say things that tick people off, guess what? They will write to let you know about it. Um, and so you can intentionally say th- things where you have a strong opinion on something where you know most people might disagree with you. But if it's something that you truly believe and stuff, it's like, here, this is this is an entire episode about what I think about this. Do you do you agree or disagree? Go to podcastanswerman.com slash three five seven. I want to know. So I don't know. I hope those things help you out, Chad. I wish you the greatest of luck. And uh, I think it's is it Chad dot com. Uh, let me just look here real quick. Chad dot com. And I want to encourage at least one or two people who are listening to my voice right now to go to chadeddy.com. And hello, thank you for visiting me online. I'm glad you, yep, remember the gospel. So there you go. Go to chadeddy.com. That's C-H-A-D-E-D-D-Y.com. Somebody go to one of his posts anywhere and just leave the guy a comment. Do that for us. Let him know we care. Anyway, moving like... (laughs) Moving like moving right along to Mike. Mike, what do you got for us? Hi, Cliff. This is Mike Brookson, host of Mike Brookson's podcast, talking to you from Madeira Island, Portugal. And I would be very glad if you can could answer me a question, and that is, how can I record a podcast episode only using my iPad? The situation is that in this spring break, I will go in a vacation. And I will only have with me my iPad. And I don't want to break my uh, podcast 
release schedule. So it would be really helpful if you could uh, teach me or explain me a way of doing so only with my iPad. Thank you, Cliff, for everything that you do, for all the inspiration that you give me, and until and next time. Mike, thank you so much, and very quick response to you. It's called the Boss Jock app. You can find it at bossjockstudio.com. It is an iPhone application, has everything that you need to be able to record directly into your iPad. And if you want to, you can use just the microphone built right into your iPad. It will give you an audio quality of right around a four to a five. Maybe you can even get a five or a six if you get it set just the right way. And and anyway, it'll give you pretty decent audio quality, enough to get you going. Uh, or if you wanted to, you could plug in a USB microphone like the uh, ATR2100, the Audio-Technica, all you would need is the uh, camera connection kit, I think is what they call it. Um, it for the iPad Mini, it's a lightning to H or a lightning to USB adapter. Yeah, it's a lightning to USB adapter. Uh, or if you have an older iPad, you can use the 30 pin to USB connector. But it's the camera connection kit. Uh, you can plug in a USB microphone right to that, and it'll go right into the Boss Jack app. Also, if you go to bossjockstudio.com slash help, they've got a good help file there, uh, page there, and they also have a lot of videos that they themselves and others have created showing you how to use that app. So, Mike, I hope that helps you out. Moving right along to Bernard. Bernard, take it away, my friend. Hey, Cliff, this is uh, Bernard Anderson from the Dose of Reality podcast, and this is have a question for the podcast answer, man. How do you start your show off if you got a brand new show because i'm starting off a brand new show how do you start it off like with a bang what are some of the things that you should mention in the initial podcast and i did have another question when is it suitable to put your podcast in itunes thanks for all the help and keep doing what you do all right so real quickly for everybody listening and anytime anybody ever asks more than one question within a single piece of audio feedback for Podcast Answer Man. I just want to remind everyone, my preference is that you only ask one question per piece of feedback. I don't care if you call five or six or seven times uh, back-to-back with different questions per uh, recording. That's fine. Chad Eddy does that for me, uh, and and that's why he's been on Podcast Answer Man before and will likely be in the future as well. Uh, But I do ask that you guys only ask one question per call. But since, uh, Bernard, uh, you may be new Here, I want to just go ahead and throw these babies in. So real quickly, first of all, uh, what should you include in your first episode? Real fast, um, this is what I like. Um, You have two options, in my opinion. You have the option of doing what we call the introductory episode, which is basically an entire episode that is nothing more than introducing who you are, what your show is, and why you're creating it, and what keep people can expect in the future. And the entire episode could be 10 minutes long. It could be 30 minutes long. It could be an hour long. It does, it's completely up to you and what you feel is appropriate for, for thoroughly sharing with people what this show is about. So the idea is a couple things that you want to tell people. You want to tell people the, um, the name of your podcast. You want to tell them what your podcast is about. Uh, you're going to want to tell them who you are, what your name is. Uh, you're going to want to tell them why you're creating the podcast, 
Uh, if you know it, you want to tell them who you're creating the podcast for. You want to let people know if they're not that person, whether or not they they should listen to the show anyway. Uh, for example, I, I know exactly who this podcast is for, but I would say even if you're just starting out, even if you want to do it as a hobby or whatever, you you can still listen to the show and gain tons of valuable information, but this is created specifically with this person in mind. Anyway, you you want to create a, a, an introduction that's going to tell people why you're creating the show. You could tell people how often to expect new episodes. You can tell people what your idea of your format is going to be. Uh, but and and also let people know say because I'm just starting this the reality is is that all of this might change uh, and and I have the freedom to do that and some of that might happen based upon feedback I might get from you guys but so you could you could do the we can do the entire introductory episode and then there's been those who have the first episode where basically they they have pretty much, what the show is, who they are, and all that stuff, it's pretty much built into their intro. So, for example, if I wanted to today, if I, have ne- if I had never done an episode of Podcast Answer Man before, I could say, hello, everyone, and welcome back to, an, or welcome to the first episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, your life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new content creator uh, if you have been a content creator for many years, there's something we can all do to take our our life, our message, our business, everything we do in life to the next level. Hey, in this first episode, we're going to talk about this. And so the reality is, is that the first episode is just the first piece of real valuable content. And actually, I told you there were two options. That's actually the third option. The second option is a combination of both of those. One, you could take the first five minutes of your first 30 or 45-minute episode. The first five to 10 minutes could be your introduction of who you are, why you're doing this show, and say, you know what? And to give you a feel for what future episodes are going to hold, today I'm going to devote the rest of this first episode to this topic and get right into it. So hopefully that helps you out there. Um, Bernard. And the second question is, when should you publish your feed to iTunes? I will just tell you my own philosophy on this. I think as soon as you have an episode, why not put it out to the world? If you're passionate about enough, if you're passionate enough about your topic, then and and you've recorded something for the world to consume, man. In my mind, I'm just I just want to put it out there. You know, I, I it's like, what if I get hit by? What if I recorded something today? And I didn't put it out, uh, and then I get hit by a bus tomorrow. What what will the world have lost if I did not put that podcast out there? Maybe that's a little too grandiose to think about yourself. I don't know, but yeah, I I just feel so passionate about the content that I'm creating, and I want to make sure that if anybody's going to benefit it, even if it's one person, I want them to benefit from it as soon as they can possibly benefit from it. Um, now, I will tell you, there are other folks out there that believe in the podcast launch, and I'm not opposed to those things. It's just different than the way that I think. So um, the iTunes spec says that you should have three podcasts in your feed. I will tell you right now, I've helped thousands of people launch a podcast where they did not have three episodes in their feed and they were just fine. Anyway, uh, real quickly here, one last question, and let's see if I can get uh, Natalie's question in here. From the Book Review Podcast. I have a question about the way my episode title shows up in iTunes. It only lets you see about the first 40 characters of the episode title. My episode name typically reads 
book review podcast episode 10 and then the three book titles. So only a portion of my first book title is even visible for people who are browsing because iTunes also displays columns for time, release date, episode description, etc. But I've noticed in iTunes before that occasionally when you hover the cursor over the episode name, it reveals the entire title, but this isn't usually the case. My concern is that prospective listeners aren't being persuaded to listen because iTunes isn't showing my entire title, which could potentially draw them in. So do you have any suggestions for making my whole title more prominent? Thanks for your help. Love the show. All right. So here's the deal, Natalie. First of all, you're not going to be able to do anything more to get iTunes to show more characters of your thing in the listing or whatever. Uh, that they're going to do. So what I would recommend that you do is stop putting book review podcast in the front of your title of your podcast. If you want, you can put that at the end. So you could actually put, let's just say, um, thou shall prosper uh, hyphen book review podcast episode 001. Instead of putting 001 book review podcast hyphen thou shall prosper review, put thou shall prosper by Rabbi Dr. Er, Rabbi uh, Daniel Lappin hyphen book review podcast episode 001. So just put what, put what's most important as the first few words. It's as simple as that. And that will certainly help you out a great deal. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man. Thank you for tuning in once again this week. I, I can't believe that I this episode ended up being an hour, but I think I went on talking about my my dreams and my my daydreaming about my new studio space and the opening of the show a little bit more than I thought I was going to. But I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you want to leave feedback, you may do so at episode uh, 357 at podcastanswerman.com slash 357. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 357. And uh, what else did I want to say to you? Oh, Podcasting A to Z, my 17th session of Podcasting A to Z starts on Monday, June 2nd, 2014. Only 10 spots left open. I would love to work with you over the next four weeks, over those four weeks in June. Anyway, um, if you're interested in that, go over to podcastinga2z.com. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. And until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Oh, I totally messed up the ending of that show. Anyway, God bless. Podcast. It's a man.